Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Hotbody Dawson. <laughs> I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? <laughs> Welcome to the Friday morning episode. Um, I, I, let's just delve into the mailbag, Sam. I've just been having a look at some of the emails that have come in. and there's Oh, some I know it's a really stuff. good one recently, yeah. There's some excellent stuff. I'll start with one that's come in just earlier this morning from uh, someone who calls himself Dan, and he's talking about... We were talking on the Pinocchio episode recently on the IFS about the um, disgraceful levels of air quality in London. Were we? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I love this podcast. It's brilliant. Do you think you'd yeah, listen to this week. podcast if you weren't on it? <laughs> It was, um, yeah, it was, he says, London, hard river, hard air. Listening to the Pinocchio Odyssey and your discussion on London air quality, you're completely right. The poor quality of air generally kills more people than COVID ever will, and yet we don't talk about it enough. Wow. Mm, yeah. Interested stat. Mm, Didn't mm. know that. He says, you can go on a website, org and see live data on how good or bad it is. And he says, Barnes, your hood, was um, bright red the other day after the big fireworks display at the sports club. A bit creepy that someone is going online and checking the air quality in the small area that I live in, but nevertheless, I guess on balance, thank you. You've talked about where you live quite often, so but it's getting to something. But that doesn't mean it's leading to something. Okay. It's 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 leading to something. He's making a point. No, he then no, says, I, I do appreciate it. Sorry, I was just weird. I was creeped out, but those are my issues, not yours. I thought you were going to say that you were in charge of that fireworks display, or you were emceeing it, or something nah, like that. Well, we were away, weren't we? We missed all the fireworks because we were away, of course. But yeah. I'm not. A, all the fireworks were on tour. Yeah. I'm sure we've talked about fireworks before and our and our feelings about them. I'm not massively bothered by it. Stupid. I mean, I like looking up in the sky and saying, "Whoa, wow." But I prefer to sort of be... If I, I mean, that one, there's a posh school that does it, which is probably the one mm-hmm. he's referring to. That, that seems to be the big one. Posh right. school fireworks. And they charge about fucking 20 quid to get in. That's how much they... That's why they can right. afford more fucking fireworks at this school around the corner right, exactly. than fucking yeah. China did for the Olympics, right? Well, he's, and, he um, says sports club. So they're the, the school or not. They're the muds because I can stand at my bedroom window and see the whole fucking display stood there with in a cup the sky. Of tea. Yeah, I mean, I used to take my kids to fireworks displays when they were on, and then <clears throat> about five or six years ago, I mean, this is when my son was only about seven. We went to one, and they just stood there, and they were just indifferent about the whole thing. They were freezing cold. Um, it was windy, and yeah. they just weren't asked. And I thought, yeah, why are you asked? You've got Xbox, you've got Netflix. Why would you give a fuck about some fucking noises and colours? Yeah, I mean in the, the colours do look nice in, in the sky, but 
it, even watch so, it on telly. Well, I mean, come on. We had very little else going on when we were kids, and it was an exciting thing. But now, but I always why remember being young fucking kids cold, though. fireworks? I don't know. Really cold, and I was always a bit scared because there was non-stop fucking things on telly telling you that you're probably going to fucking burn your hand up with a sparkler or get a I fucking firework in your boat race. I did that when I was a kid. I burnt my hand when I was a sparkler with a sparkler when I was three. You stupid cunt. That's, I know. That's, these are like the basics, mate. There's no excuse for burning your hand with a fucking spark. I was only three. What are you, no, who sorry, gives a three-year-old? No who, who gives a three-year-old a sparkler? Yeah, well, your parents have got a lot to fucking Fuck answer for. Me. So yeah. But, anyway, Dan goes on to say it's a bit frightening to see, but with more knowledge, we can change it. The first step is measuring. If you or any cunters want a sensor. For their kids' school or their business, he can do a TFTM rate. What? So I don't. Is this bloke a professional air measurer? And is he using our mail back? Mate, he's using this as a marketing opportunity by the back door. Do you know how much our our CPM is? That stands for cunts per mile, right? On in the podcast world, yeah, right. We're fucking high. So this guy yeah. is, is knocking out professional air measuring services via our mailbag. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. It's a good thing. It's for the it's for the betterment of the world. I don't mind. It's better than advertising some fucking... Well, I'll not say in case we end up advertising something that I, that I see at a, a later date. So um, I don't know if you're interested. Drop us a line. We'll pass you on to Dan. Maybe just the first 10. No, nah, I mean, fucking, I, I've got so an, we're gonna an be arm. repeat of the badge saga. I've got an aunt and she was so obsessed with the air quality in London that she she was like, when her daughter, my cousin, had a baby, she was like like going mental about them having to move out of London, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it is ridiculous. You cannot have a baby in London, right? And I'm like, all right, calm down. It's not that bad. They can live where they want. Right, that's what I was thinking, and because she was seemed really militant about it, like she was, you know oh. how old people get as well. They they start thinking about something. I don't know if your parents get like this, but once they start thinking about one thing, they can't fucking mm. stop thinking about it and talking about it all the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They they're, mm. they're obsessive people, elderly people, for understandable reasons. I'm not judging them, but she was happy. She can't. She has to move out of London, but she won't move out of London. I'm telling you, she's got to move. But then she told me more about it and she was like more or less saying, if you're going to have a baby in London and walk around with it in its pram, right, Mm -hmm. on the streets, you might just as well as feed it fucking 20 John Player special a day. (laughs) Right? And you wouldn't, would you? Hey, uh, you You want another fag? It's crying. Maybe it wants a fag. Here you go. Here's a JPS. They do baby ones now, so mm. slightly lower tar. Have one of them, it'll comfort you. But that is what you're doing by having a baby in London. And, you know, mm. that's what I did. I've had two babies in London. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and effectively, I've metaphorically fed them cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether Dan is a professional air quality guy or whether he has devised his own machines that he's trying to knock out. And that's what I'm curious about. I, I'm if picturing it, him it, like it, he's got some Heath Robinson <laughs> device, like in yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something. 
Maybe he's some, maybe he's deranged like Piers Corbin, and he's knocking out his fucking. <laughs> you fucking know, like one of those air quality machines, like the old-fashioned inventors had, and it's got <laughs> yeah. steam coming out of it, yeah. and there's a sort of a concertina-style thing that's going up and down on top of it. A whistle. Exactly, that sort of thing. So that's like why a tea, I'm keen like to... a tea kettle whistle sort of thing. Yes, that's why I'm keen to promote them. Oh, that was that was David Bowie in the um, in the Twin Peaks comeback series. David Bowie's role was played by a kettle with steam coming out of it. Is that right? A massive kettle, yeah. Because obviously Bowie wasn't with us anymore. So the agent that Bowie played in the Twin Peaks film in the nineties, it's called Philip something. Um, he he had turned into a kettle in the Twin Peaks remake, a giant kettle. With lots of steam coming out of it, so that's uh, now. Is that in the yeah. film Fire Walk with Me? He was he was boy in the film Fire Walk with Me, but in the oh. the series that Lynch the made a couple of years ago, the comeback like last year or whatever. Yeah, he was big kettle. Yeah. Oh, why not? <laughs> what anyway, a business. that is that's Dan. So Dan, well, we'll no, need thanks for getting in touch. And Dan, I just want to say I'm sorry if I've appeared hostile. I just sometimes get confused. Um, but uh, and and whatever you're up to, it's for the greater good. And mm-hmm. you know, listen, you're right, and it's fucking scary. And I probably shouldn't be raising my kids here, but what are you going to do? Well, this is it. Got to raise them somewhere. Mm. Um, another email here, which came in yesterday from um, Mike, age forty-two. And, this is a really uh, good quality email that I almost, when I received, like contacted you about. To say yes. quality content alert, so I'm glad it's, you picked it, this out. I feel as though this email could cover the rest of the episode. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's entitled "Racist at a Bear," and it has two points and then a PS at the end, and they're all completely different. So mm-hmm. let's go through them one point by point. Number one, Mike says, "A while back, I hired a minibus and driver to take some students up to a wildlife park in the Scottish Highlands." So far, so good. Fucking the first great part of the trip. park, yeah. First part of the park is a sort of drive around safari. When we got to the polar bear, the driver wound down the window and yelled, "Go back to China!" At the polar bear. <laughs> At the polar bear. <laughs> what now, kind of coach driver is this? Now, as Mike points out. Polar bears don't live in China, so he must have been thinking of pandas. Oh, but, sorry, Mary, I'm thinking why, of pandas. Why would you be racist at a bear, he says. And then, additionally, he points out the driver was Indian. <laughs> so I don't know if that's relevant or not. Um, maybe there's an Indian-Chinese... An Indian coach uh, driver drives a war. bunch of kids up to a fucking wildlife park in uh, Scottish Islands, sees a yes. polar bear, which, by the way... Yes. It's fucking mental anyway that they've got a fucking polar bear roaming about in the Scottish Highlands. I didn't know that. And then and he fucking just go back to China out the window at it. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's it. There we go. That's point wow. one. I can't think of what to add to that because it's all no, there. it is what it it's is. It is what it is, mate. It is what it is. Point two. Regarding recent Bob Carroll G's candle discussion, I don't know whether this was on IFS or... I can't remember. It might have been a Pinocchio episode. So if you're it might have been, but just so it. you know, if you're not IFS, you didn't hear it. We had a conversation about the fact that Bob Carroll G's of Spit the Dog fame um, started his own successful, as I understand it, candle mm. business. Candle empire, almost, mm. if you like. We think he might have retired from that now uh, and sold sold the business to Big Candle. Um, so, but you'll <laughs> There hear was a point where one months. pound in, of every candle sold in the UK <laughs> went into the pocket of Bob Carroll G's and Smith the Dog. 
<laughs> at least that much yeah so uh, here we go regarding recent Bob Carroll's candle discussion my flatmate at uni says Mike had an uncle in the candle business who was involved in a protracted legal dispute with Carol G's. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, man. I love this so much. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. He says, not sure of the specifics, but something to do with a new kind of wax stroke gel formula. Fucking hell. So Carol G's is obviously not just selling the candles, he's devising candles and developing candles. Yeah, maybe it was an IP dispute. Over like yeah. who actually came up with the new type of wax slash gel? Carol G said it was. It was done, he, look, you developed. All right, you developed it, but you developed it in my lab on my time, and therefore it belongs to me. <laughs> no, his so, massive fucking candle development lab. Fucking hell! So Mike adds, apparently, when Carol G's comes at you, he comes hard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't even know if we should be talking about this. Maybe he'll come at us legally for just discussing it. Imagine there the content if Carol G's came hard at us, though, mate. It would almost be yeah. worth it. Yeah, bring it on us here. Even it's if he took us down. Even if he made like it thing- so, like, you know, he 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 sued us, so he ended up having the rights to 60% of all the money we ever earned yeah. from subscription or advertising or anything. Even oh, the merch. Could... I even want a bit of the merch because they're making a bit on the side out of that as well. <laughs> Honestly, mate, there's not much to be made from the merch. <laughs> he we could um, he merch, might get us cancelled. We made a he fucking loss us... on the merch. You could have that business, no problem. <laughs> he might get us cancelled. He might get us candle cancelled. That's the thing. I mean, if he united the candle community against us yeah. in the way that the pharmacy community pharmacist community mm-hmm. slash Michael Gove apologist community came at us <laughs> you know have apologist. a crap they've all come at us now <laughs> next the candles oh man the candle yeah. folk <laughs> the candle people yeah big candle um and then this is almost the best bit Mike in his email adds at the end a, a request he says could you do a history box on the littlest hobo please uh, check out these plot synopsis. Now, if you're not familiar with what The Littlest Hobo was, it was a, I think it was a Canadian show, um, definitely American or Canadian, in the 1980s, kids' show, and it was a dog. He was kind of like an, an Alsatian, wasn't he? Yeah. Or something similar. German Shepherd. Um, something like that. And uh, he used to just go from town to town, getting involved in stuff. It was making things happen. You know what the um, original working title for that show was? It what wasn't was the it? Little Sober, it was the busiest cunt. Because he was a busy <laughs> cunt, this dog. He fucking He was. couldn't stop fucking poking his nose in to other people's <laughs> business. And what I liked about it was, it was never... He never sort of stuck around either. That was the old point in the show. He'd come along that and go, Oi, yeah. what's all this then? Got a bit of problem. Got a dispute, have you? A local dispute <laughs> between one shop owner and another. Well, don't mind I'll if I a- get involved, do you? I might be able to fucking sort... I might be able to arbitrate, right? And he I'm gets an involved. Dog. Yeah. He fucking... He, he gets involved. He fucking often makes... Turns the drama into a crisis. And then when mm-hmm. it's all over, he goes... Right, and they go, Oh, that's great. Well done, Littlest Hobo. We, we really like have, having you around and we really appreciate the fact that you've come here and involved yourself in our situation. Um, and now we feel a real bond. Oh, do you? Well, bad luck, because I'm fucking off now to another town <laughs> to fucking get busy with whatever I find there. Bye. I'm a Ta-da. fucking hobo. 
Look it up with the dictionary. Hobos don't hang around. We're always on the move. <laughs> I was the always trick. very clear and transparent yeah. about what my agenda was here, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I turned up and you had a little look at that, that golden disc on my collar, it says the littlest hobo. That you tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking stayer. I'm not a keeper. I'm off. TTFN. He's the stray man. He's got the um, the just rest lifestyle down but path. He is a busy cunt. He, uh, he is a busy so, cunt. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So here's three plot synopsis that Mike has attached Number one, Hobo becomes acquainted with a bumbling pawnbroker named Duddleman. Uh, (laughs) Bumbling pawnbroker is what appeals to me most there, yeah. Yes, please. Uh, Number two, Hobo encourages a paraplegic boy to enter a frisbee-throwing contest. (laughs) That's typical of Littlest Hobo. Like, hey, what's what's all this? Why are you in a wheelchair? Paraplegic, are you? Right, I've got something that'll cheer you up. There's a frisbee contest going on down the road. I passed the sign for it on my way into town. You want to get involved with that? And he's muttering to himself, fuck me, this is going to be a fucking spectacle, this is. Come on, mate, you can do it. The cunt can barely feed himself. I I mean, what the fuck's he going to make of a frisbee? Well, we'll wait and see. That, Sam, that sense I just gave you there is just the beginning. There is more. <laughs> I'll start again from the beginning. I'll try and get through the whole the whole synopsis in one go. Hobo encourages a paraplegic boy to enter a frisbee-throwing contest to the dismay of the youth's overly protective, widowed father who hates dogs because his his driving at excessive speed and swerving to avoid a stray dog led to the car crash which killed his wife and left his son paralysed. There it Bang. is. <laughs> you can imagine the writer's meeting, can't you, in the writer's room. Fellas, I've got one. 
Here you go. Sit down. Listen to this. Paraplegic boy. They say there's only seven basic plots. Well, I've just discovered the eighth. (laughs) Might be the ninth as well, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Paraplegic boy. Frisbee throwing contest. The the lad's got an overly protective widowed father who hates dogs. And we've got a dog in the show, haven't we? Now, the, the fella drove at excessive speed and he swerved to avoid a stray dog like our dog. Crashed, killed his wife, left the son paralysed. Bang, there you go. Might have to be a two-partner. Not so sure. now there's a tug of love between the dad and the dog over the son's affections. Yeah? <laughs> the son, the dad's very overly protective because he feels a lot of guilt about putting his kitty in a wheelchair. The dog has come along and he's a breath of fresh air for this kid, right? <laughs> he's suddenly, he's filling the kid's head with ideas and possibilities that he never thought possible, you know? <laughs> like, we're talking mad shit, frisbee throwing competitions, the lot. And the dad's like, what's this? You know how I feel about dogs. What have you been talking to it? What have you been communicating with a dog for? <laughs> Ultimately, the dad was driving at excess of speed. He's to blame for his own misfortune. Know, like, and oh, that's probably what eats away at him, doesn't it? That is classic, isn't it? It's like, you were speeding. The whole point of why we don't speed, that, like, I've just been done twice in the same spot within a week on... Really? Yeah. So I'm probably going to have to go to speed awareness. This is in your locality, not on tour? Not on tour, weirdly. Other we've lots of driving done on tour. I'm, I'm waiting. For the, every day when the mail comes, I hold my breath because we were on the road so much and I was yeah. pootling about with my podcasts on or my music on, having a lovely mm-hmm. old time and sometimes things happen because you're not concentrating. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the point is I'm not a speeder. I mean, I got done for like 24 miles per hour in a 20 miles per hour zone. So never has fucking 20 miles. Is it all 20 miles per hour in Sunderland as well, mate? There's some 20 mile now, but it's near schools. Fucking everywhere's 20 miles per hour here now. Fucking hell. Like everywhere. No wonder there's fucking, no wonder the air's full of poisons. Yeah. So, yeah. um, So, but the thing is, the reason you're supposed to drive slowly is to, like, effectively legislate for unexpected things in the road, like a dog. Yeah. Uh, So, the responsibility for what happened lies with this fucking dad. In, in 2011, I got done for speeding twice at, by the same camera within the space of about 15 minutes. <laughs> and it was a 30-mile-an-hour zone, and I got done for 34 and 35. And I was on my way into Asda, and my way out of Asda in an attempt to buy a kite for a day out with the kids. The most expensive kite ever bought as it transpired. They didn't even have a fucking kite, Sam. Oh, fuck's sake. And now... If you were in an episode of Littlest Hobo, it would be that like your Hobo was trying to get your kids to enter a fucking kite flying contest, yeah, and every yeah. time kite was mentioned, you started twitching nervously. I can't look at kites anymore. I got fucking speed awareness and three points on my license, and no kite all oh, in the space of ten and, minutes, and a fine as well. Uh, yeah, there'll have been a fine. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, all of that. But uh, what can you do? Don't speed. You know, even if you need a kite in a hurry. It's hard, though, mate. When you need a kite in a hurry, sometimes... Do you think if the police had pulled you over, that would have been an acceptable thing to let them say, all right, we'll give you we'll, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt this time? You know, like, usually it's like, sorry, officer, mm. my wife's in labour. Mm-hmm. All right, go on, then. We go, sorry, officer, I need a kite, but it's an emergency kite. 
a kite. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, we'll escort you the rest of the way to Asda. We'll put the lights yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. It was about 75 yards from Asda. So, yeah, I would have got an escort all the way yeah. to the door. Hang on, I'll yards. pull through to base and we'll get some of them motorbikes to come along as well. We'll organise a motorcade, yeah. Kite motorcade. Yeah. Asda kite motorcade. And that's today's <laughs> episode title. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, th- that's uh, there's a final um, synopsis that Mike has... Uh, provided for us, which is Hobo mans a disco control panel, whatever that is. Don't uh, even know what that is. Dex, and helps the victim of an underworld frame up. <laughs> 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 oh man, this is so too basically good. what dogs can do. Like, because I mean, there's strong lassie vibes about. He was sort of like street lassie, little lassie, Hobo. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sort of like Lassie, but more working class, like blue collar Lassie. Lassie two point zero. Because Lassie was quite posh, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I never think... took the Lassie very much. No, I don't Lassie like. I mean, they're so overgroomed. Yeah, mind you, yeah, have was... you seen the episode of The Simpsons where they get Laddie, where Santa's little helper has to go <laughs> to sort of help that blind geezer, and so yeah. they they have to give him away. And so they get yeah. a replacement, and he's called Laddie, and he looks like Lassie. And Homer yes. goes, he's some kind of super dog. <laughs> and he is, like, annoyingly, <laughs> yeah. he's sort of annoyingly good, like, at everything. Yeah. And that's not really what having a dog's about. No. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Hobo was better. Um, I've had a look on the Just Watch website, which tells you where everything's streaming, and there doesn't seem to be any Littlest Hobo streaming anywhere. It might be on YouTube, I don't know. But... It's a classic well, theme tune as well. If you don't know it, you oh, might yeah. know the theme tune. It's always used on radio and stuff like yeah. that. Maybe so tomorrow to I'll want to settle down. down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. I'll tell you what we'll do. Here's a nice segue. We will play the theme for The Littlest Hobo as part of our DJ set that we're planning at our Christmas party oh, yeah. in Sunderland. Yeah. Which is going to happen uh, 14th of December at Pop yeah. Rex. Yeah. in Sunderland. Tickets will be going on sale very soon. Um, we've got all kinds of fun and games planned for that night. So if you're local, come along. Um, if you're not local, fucking get yourself fucking come along anyway. It's night. Christmas. We're going to have a great time. We're going to be DJing. Um, yeah. Might get a DJ jacket, don't know. Thinking yeah. I might, might get Maybe. a DJ jacket to wear. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna, yeah. We might do bingo. Something like that. Some kind of quiz thing. Um, yeah, yeah uh, a Q&A, we'll do something like that. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking we could do some bits of stuff similar to what was in the live show, but new and exclusive. A couple quick, of like history ofs or something like that. Quick you know? question. Shall I mm-hmm. invite Danan? I don't think Danan's going to come to Sunderland. No, let's, let's not invite <laughs> Mate, Danan this time. He would. <laughs> let's not invite Danan. <laughs> that feels okay. like too much admin. Uh you're making things hard for yourself again, Sam, by doing that. I know. Chris oh, Ryan? <laughs> if he fancies it, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So keep an eye out on our Twitter. And if you're IFS, we'll send out a link through the IFS Patreon thing. Uh, tickets will be on sale soon for that. And all the proceeds go to Pop Rex, which is a brilliant um, community venture in Sunderland that does lots of good works and all that. Mm. So all the money will go to that. Now for us. Um... So, yeah. Predictions, Sam, before we go? Um, yeah, let's do it. 
Here we oh, go. Well, I've got a quick uh, question for you as well before or after. Be quick. Yeah. All right. All right. Predictions then. Okay. Watford versus Manchester United. Watford nil, Manchester United two. I think this will be 2 1 to Watford. Whoa. Um, Leicester versus Chelsea. I'll go first. I think this will be 1 um, 1. I think it'll be 1 1 2. Okay. Wolves versus West Ham United. Wolves nil, West Ham 2. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a West Ham win as well. I'm going to go 3 1. Mm. That means um, we might Sunderland lose because you versus... almost always predict us to win, to yeah. lose. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Sunderland versus Ipswich. Uh, I think this will be. Oh, oh fucking hell! I think we're gonna. I think it'll be one-one. Two biggest clubs in League One, really. Probably. I mean, this is this well, is a gla- yeah. this should this is really a traditionally this is a top-flight fixture. Sunderland. Well, Ipswich. it was. It was not so long ago. Yeah. Now um, look at this. I don't have any idea of Ipswich's form. I know Sunderland's form is poor right now. Uh, for that reason, I'm actually going to say that Ipswich is going to win this 1-0. But I hope okay. that that leads to the departure of your silly manager. Yes. 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 Obviously, I don't wish us to lose, but I, I want him gone. Um, Middlesbrough versus Millwall, finally. What do you reckon? 1-0 to Middlesbrough. Of course, Middlesbrough's got their new manager. Um... Chris Wilder, I reckon 2-0 Middlesbrough. Mm. That's the predictions then. You see, you have a question. So tomorrow, Len and I are going to Molyneux. We're going to Whee! watch the game, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. Three o'clock kickoff at Molyneux. Mm-hmm. We've got a real... And we're looking forward, obviously, to the game, but also just to the road trip. Because, yeah. you know, stopping at services, stopping at one of our... What used to be, until I went to T-Bay, my favourite services in the British Road Network, which is Beaconsfield Services which yep. Len l- loves as well. So we're going to mm-hmm. go there, have a bit of breakfast. Oh, we've got mm. it all planned out. But we're also doing a collaborative playlist, right, For right. That, that's going to be long enough to get us there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, Me and Len have become really into this song called Tectonic, which was is a right. new song that came out this year. Um, and it is fucking so weird. You know when a song's so weird, you become obsessed with it? Like, there's almost yeah. a perverse pleasure in it. Well, that's what I've... Um, we I played it to him, and it's sort of got... What's funny about it is it's got... It's by someone called Terza, T-I-R-Z-A-H. And the song's yeah. called Tectonic, and she sort of talks on it in a strange way, yeah. right? So then mm-hmm. he loved it so much and found it so funny and weird that I started playing him other songs where people just sort of don't sing but talk strangely. Right. right, and that's become a thing that right. he really likes now and finds really right. funny. And so yeah. I want to make a playlist, not one for the whole journey, but some journey that is yeah. just that. So I'll give you the example of the other songs I played to him. Right, um, right. They don't have to be just <clears throat> talking, but just like a sort of a a strange sort of narrative way of of delivering mm-hmm. the lyrics. So um, Jonah Louis, perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. always find me in the kitchen at parties straight yeah. away bang he's like yeah because that's what his tectonic song's like and then I played him Gordon is a moron by Jilted John yeah less talky but still he's got a way that isn't quite singing or talking it's somewhere that's in between right. yeah 
By the way, that song has not aged well. There is some very toxic and problematic language. There's some problematic language in it, isn't there? Yeah. Really? So I actually, although he found it funny to begin with, then he started going, there's a bit where he goes, she's a slag, she's a slut. And Len's like, what? You can't say that. He's a puff. (laughs) Yeah, he's a puff. Yeah. He's more of a man than you'll ever be. Right. So obviously (laughs) problematic song. But then I thought, well, I need to do more of these. So um, any listeners... Uh, get his tweet <clears throat> suggestions to me today. That's Friday or Saturday. And yeah. but Andy Dawson, um, with your well, well renowned breadth of pop knowledge, got any suggestions? Well, I've got two that immediately sprang to mind. Mm. Um, da 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 by Trio. Oh yeah, great. Right, let me and get this the, down. <laughs> and the other one is it's quite long, so it might become. Well, hard to listen to, but the other one's from the similar era, and it's Laurie Anderson or Superman. Right. Well, there's my two, my two penneth, if you like. Both really good. So there you are. But yeah, get them into Sam at Delaney Man on Twitter or at TF Time Machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to leave it there. I think yeah, that's, um, that's done, mate. I think this has been one of the best episodes we've done in a long time. I think. Yeah. Thanks for the really content. Dan yeah. and um, was it Mike? Uh, was the Mike. other guy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're nothing without you guys. Mm. Uh, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Goodbye. Be careful. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,